I'm Jamie Dew, and this is A Show of Strength. Hey, it's Jamie. It's Tuesday, May 15th. I almost said Wednesday, 2018. Uh, I've got a couple empty Grande Starbucks cold brew cups in front of me. It's been that kind of morning. It's the Daily Grind. So, yesterday, complete write-off. Complete write-off. I basically spent Mother's Day giving her. Did some good work, I think. Um, Just was focused the whole day. And went to the park with the family. And these are things I don't normally like to do, like being in that sort of public environment. And so I will opt out occasionally. And I went. And um, I'm guessing that the amount of mental work that I put in on Sunday made Monday the write-off that it ultimately was because I was in bed literally the entire day. I was in bed from the time I got up with the kids, um, from the time I got the kids off to um, about 6 o'clock. At around that time, my wife called and said she wanted to take the kids down to the park and uh, have a picnic dinner with them. Um, I hadn't prepared dinner yet. As I mentioned, I was in bed and um, it was really, uh, you know, it was it was strange because I had many naps throughout the course of the day, you know, 90 minute type naps. Then I would wake up for 15 minutes and sort of assess and then fall asleep again. Um, and every time I woke up, I felt terrible. You know, I didn't, I didn't feel recharged. I didn't feel anything. And and I would feel awful for a variety of other reasons, uh, you know, for, um, not going to clean up the kitchen and not recording a podcast yesterday and not completing editing on the podcast for Sunday. And I just, you know, I was tearing myself up and that's not a good place to be. So when she said, hey, um, you know, get the kids ready and we'll send them to the park, uh, she said that with the assumption that I wouldn't be joining them because she said, you know, it sounds like you've had a bad day and I assume you're just going to opt out. And I said, yes, that is the case. I'm going to opt out and uh, I've had a bad day. However, once I started getting the kids ready, um, it dawned on me what they had said the day before, the day before. As we got ready to go to the park, they were like, you're coming? And they were very excited and they were very happy. And so I asked them, I said, would it be cool if I joined you guys again tonight? And they said, oh my gosh, we'd love it. But do what you have to do. (laughs) So of course, do what you have to do is what I hear. You know, like, um, I'm like, oh my gosh, even my kids don't want me to come, blah, 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 blah. Totally disregarding what they said at the beginning, which was, um, you know, yeah, come, please. That'd be great. Anyway, I went downstairs and Jessica was down there and she was like, oh, you're coming. And I was like, yeah. She said, great. Are you sure you're up for it? And of course, all I hear is, are you sure you're up for it? I don't hear, oh, you're coming. Great. (laughs) So um, anyway, we end up at the park and Jess and I just sit and visit and the kids run around and act like maniacs and uh, have a lot of fun. And toward the end of our visit, Riley and I walked over to a dog park. Because uh, Riley wanted to look at the dogs. And on the way back, I said, let's have a race. 
you know, would you like to race back to the picnic table? And she said, yeah. And I said, okay, ready, set, go. And from the moment I said go, it felt like I was tumbling forward. Um, I'm sure if you were watching me as an outsider, I looked like, if you've ever watched Friends, I looked like uh, Phoebe when she runs. You know, my arms were flailing and uh, uh, my legs were behind me. Uh, I was almost running on like a 45 degree angle. You know, if my feet were touching the ground, I was a line (laughs) extending outward. I was falling. I was falling from the first step. I didn't trip, but I was falling from the first step. And all I could think in my mind was, oh my gosh, I'm going to fall. This is, this is going to be awful. And so, you know, I took a deep breath and, uh, and, and just sort of went with it, I guess it was like, you know, um, I can't control what's going to happen here. This is this is going to happen, I'm pretty sure, because I tried to slow down and I couldn't slow down. My momentum was pulling me forward even more. And so, you know, um I, I just basically clenched my fists and, you know, um did my best to prepare for uh hitting the ground, <laughs> which, you know, isn't ideal when you're trying to win a race against an eight-year-old, um, I hit the ground and I got my first grass stain on my jeans that I've had probably in 20 years. And, um, my ego was tremendously bruised and I felt like crying, uh, cause I hurt. It hurt me to land. <laughs> I wasn't, you know, injured, but it hurt. Um, but both my daughters were struck at the fact that I was laughing. They were like, why are you laughing if, if you're hurt? And I didn't know. I didn't know why I was laughing. Uh, but I just was. It, 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 it just, I was visualizing myself, I suppose. And it, and it seemed laugh worthy, <laughs> you know? So there I was landing, you know, lying on the soft grass and, and, uh, 43 years old, having lost the race, lost my pride and, um, found my way a little bit. And it didn't dawn on me that I found my way until I woke up this morning and I felt half a step better than I felt yesterday. You see, I was able to sleep last night, even though I slept all day yesterday. And none of that sleep was refreshing or recharging. And today's sleep wasn't necessarily refreshing, or that last evening's sleep wasn't necessarily refreshing or recharging either. But when I woke up, I felt a little bit better. Just a little bit better. And as much as it pisses me off that I don't feel great, I can only control what I can control. And I think it's important to really focus on that concept of controlling what you can control. And if you can wake up, you know, every day feeling half a step better than you felt the day before, then fuck, that's a, that's progress. So I guess I'm experiencing progress. This is a good thing. I want to dig a little deeper though on controlling what you can control because I reached out to a friend earlier today who was having, uh, it sounds like he's having a difficult day and 
you know, my gut reaction when someone's having a difficult day, um, mentally is to say, what, what can I do? And, um, you know, wait for them to take the lead, but let them know that I'm there to listen and to let them know that I'm there not to judge and to let them know that I will do something if they ask me. So through our conversation, I ended up, you know, sort of hammering this point home with him a little bit, which was control what you can control. And he said, yeah, but how? And I thought about things and I thought, you know, about my training days. And if I could take an action like control what you can control or a, a phrase like control, you could control, control, what you can control and teach it out. How would I teach it out? Well, I'd probably try and break it down into components. And the components that I've landed on are breathe, hold on tight, and embrace the landing. When I had a meltdown in my psychiatrist's office a couple weeks ago, she did a breathing activity with me that was really wonderful. It was focusing on exhaling and making the exhale as long as possible. So taking a nice deep breath in, holding it for four, for a count of four, and then exhaling for a count of eight. So almost double the hold, just really focusing on that exhale and being present and using that mindfulness technique of where are you? What are you doing right now? Breathe. When I say hold on tight, I visualize myself behind the wheel of a car. And I think anybody who took driver's ed learned that, you know, when you're driving, ideally you hold the wheel at 10 and 12 or 10 and two, sorry. You know, if if the steering wheel is a clock, you put your left hand at the uh, 10 where the 10 would be. And you put your right hand at where the two would be and you have maximum control. You're holding on tight. If you have driven in poor conditions, you may have experienced, you know, your car, fishtailing a little bit behind you or if you've ever let go of the wheel you know in regular conditions you might feel the car pulling one way or the other toward the shoulder or toward the yellow line neither of these things are optimal you want to hold on tight you want to be you want to be as in control as you can be and by holding on at 10 and 2 you're you're helping yourself you know, get there. You might feel a little bit of energy, you know, by that yellow line or by that white line, but know that that excitement or that energy that you're feeling as you veer into that uncontrolled state is fleeting and being in control is really where you want to be. Embracing the landing might mean that you know you're going to fall. You know it's going to happen. So just go with it and set yourself up in such a way that you don't injure yourself. Whether this is 
mentally or physiologically, if you tense up, you probably have a greater chance of pulling a muscle or injuring yourself than if you just let go and feel the ground coming toward you and embrace that landing. And once you land, you can survey how you feel and you can um, figure out exactly what it is that got you there and hopefully repeat those steps in the future if you feel yourself coming down with something or falling down with something. I didn't know it at the time. But when I was racing Riley yesterday, I was controlling what I could control. From the moment I took off, things weren't right. It wasn't good. That's a similar feeling to some mornings when I wake up and I just know that things don't feel right. So I breathed. I focused on my breathing. I held on tight and I embraced the landing. Embracing the landing in that case meant loosening up as much as I could, laughing. And when I hit the ground, yeah, it hurt, but I was already laughing. It was ridiculous. Now, mental health isn't ridiculous. But a lot of these steps can probably be applied to your mental health or your physiological health. You know, as you're going through the stuff that you're going through, the key here is control what you can control. There's a finite amount of energy in the world. You get access to precious, precious little of it. Don't waste it on the things that you can't control. Be well and stay safe. A show of strength is a movement where I try to encourage courage. You can find out more by visiting www.ashowofstrength.com. You can subscribe, rate, and review A Show of Strength at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Tweet me at A Show of Strength or send me an email at A Show of Strength at iCloud.com. 